Podcast. I'm Allison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Launch Podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Time Management with Samantha Lane. After years of being a workaholic, Samantha had her chest cut open at age 29. The experience taught her that life can be short and time is our most valuable resource. She loves talking about time management, work-life balance, and business. Hello, Samantha. Welcome to the Launch Podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I am so excited to just hear your story and get to know you. I know, you know, time management is a really important piece of our journey. And the fact that you have such a impactful story behind it is just makes it even that more powerful. So tell us a little bit more about your experience and why this is so important to you. Yeah. So I wasn't always the best at time management. I was a little bit of a tornado actually in the past. And I was a workaholic, had to have my chest cut open. As you mentioned, it was a planned surgery to fix a chest wall deformity that left my sternum sitting on my heart. Um, I planned to be out of commission for four weeks. What I could not plan for was all the complications. And I had a lot of complications, including almost dying. And that helped me realize that life can be short. And we have no idea what's around the next bed. And it turns out time is our most valuable and limited resource. So that sort of helped me to rewrite my story in a way that valued my time better. That's really powerful. You know, if you were going to compare Samantha pre-surgery to Samantha today, what would you say is the biggest change? perspective. Um, I spent a lot of time past me just assuming there was always tomorrow sort of having my eyes focused on the wrong prize. And now with the perspective I've been given, I see now what I believe we're really here for. Mm. Oh my goodness. So what's your main passion or purpose in life? I hope to help people live their lives better. That's awesome. That's an awesome purpose. Time management is really the thing that you're passionate about helping people with. Tell us, how do you help with time management? What are some uh, different tips or tricks that you might have? Sure. So the cornerstone of my business is all around this practice of weekly planning. So I really encourage people to take some time every Friday and make planning a positive experience in their life to wrap up the week they're currently in and make sure that whatever they said they were going to do, they really did, because I think that's important to a lot of us, and then sort of prep for the coming week, which is something past me never did. And I dealt with really terrible Sunday scaries. And now when I've started implementing this Friday planning habit, I never have these Sunday scaries again. So that's sort of the cornerstone. There's so many facets to time management, especially with the context of work-life balance. Um, But that's sort of at the cornerstone of what I do is help people to realize small steps each week and each day will add up to a more fulfilling and productive life. Isn't that so powerful? And you know, one of the biggest questions that I get over and over and over again is really, Allison, how do you do it all? And every single time I say, well, I don't do it all, number one, but I plan. (laughs) I plan all the time. I, I time chunk every single day of my life. (laughs) And I think, you know, I think understanding how important time management is. So as you are helping others with their weekly planning, what do you think are the biggest challenges to people taking the time and energy to do time management? Oh, great question. Number one is always the same. And it's always a mental roadblock. 
whether it's the realization that they, they, they don't realize that they can control their lives or it's the sort of victim mentality that someone else is driving their days. Uh, first and foremost is always the choice to choose to control more of your life. And, and I understand that because before my surgery, I thought that I was doing what I was allowed to do. And it turns out I was allowed to do so much more. Um, so that's sort of the, the first piece. And then I think the other thing is we continue to evolve with productivity and time management tools, but sometimes less is better. And so really helping people to just kind of get rid of all of the clutter and really simplify and, and boil it down to what works in your particular life versus adding more apps and tools and things like that. Those are so good. Okay. So first one you said was making the choice and understanding that you have control over your time. Let's talk a little bit more about that. I remember being that person, right? Mm -hmm. And I had my own surgery that helped me recognize that I couldn't sit on my couch waiting for life to change. Like I needed to change, but I, I don't want our listeners to feel like they have to have a major catastrophe in their life in order to recognize that they've got the power or choice. So what would you say, how do we make that choice or how do we shift our mindset to understand that we're in control? There, oh gosh, there's a million things. I do want to actually point out one thing that's kind of timely. So most of us just experienced or are in the middle still of experiencing some version of the COVID-19 pandemic. And that has so many eerie similarities to my experience with my surgery. We went from having packed calendars to having the rug pulled out from under us. And then we had to reprioritize. We had to shift the word that people now hate. We had to pivot. And I think that experience where people may not understand a surgery that maybe you or I had, they hopefully at this point understand how quickly life can change in terms of this pandemic. And I think sometimes those major life events can give that level of perspective. So it doesn't have to be almost dying, but something that causes us to pause and say, wait a minute, life is so much bigger than this. And maybe what I've been told my whole life is not really what I should be doing. Mm, life is so much bigger than this. That's beautiful. The other thing that you mentioned is really understanding that we can simplify. So a lot of times I feel like culture or I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but we're, we're kind of taught that you need to add more to your life and that's, what's going to make life easier or better or your business grow or whatever it is. It might be a course. It might be a book. It might be an app. It might be taking that next thing. And what I found in my own life is that that's not true, right? It's, it's really when we say, okay, well, what's the most important thing? And what are the things that I need to do in order to get closer to that goal or that dream or whatever it is that I want to do? Um, so in your own life, how did you kind of start looking at things differently? You know, the stuff that gets on your calendar versus the stuff that you say no to. Yeah. And that's hard and that's ongoing, I think as well. And it, it's what season are you in? What are your personal current goals? Um, I'll tell you some things that helped me to figure it out that I think will hopefully help your listeners. Um, one is that forced perspective. So when we just went through this, this pandemic and our calendars were wiped clear, what were we excited to put back on the calendar? That's a really good starting point. So what, what do you look forward to in life? And one of my favorite authors um, is a man named Greg McEwen. He wrote a book called Essentialism. That was one of the, the most constructive things I've ever read. And I love his statement of if it isn't a heck yes, then it is a no. And I think that's really great. Now we can't live all day every day in only heck yes, 
but it's a good way to think about if my time were limited, if I could only do one thing that gets to my bottom line, gets to my business goals, gets to my life, what is that one thing? And those are some of the things that I think have, have sort of helped me. I also love setting goals and then breaking them down into manageable steps. And that sort of shapes my daily activities. I think anything is possible. It's just a matter of, of how we get there. So all those little things can kind of add to what are you, what should you really be looking at? And then once you can zero in on that, letting go of some of those other things does help to reduce the clutter in, in your life and in your, your line of sight. Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the things that I, um, I was taught actually early on in my career was that I needed to network and I needed to be a part of every single thing, right, in order to build up my reputation. So how do you help people recognize that you don't need to be on every single board, you don't need to say yes to every single volunteer opportunity, you don't need to do all of the things, because if you focus your time and energy, you're going to actually be more productive and be able to have that bigger impact. Yeah, and you're spot on. So part of what helps, I think, for people to, to kind of get behind this concept is one of the best lessons that I experienced during my recovery was the reality that time is a finite resource. Sure, in, in concept, time is infinite. It will go on for infinity. But you and I and everyone else listening, we don't get infinite time. We have finite time. We only have a certain amount of days on this earth. We only have a certain amount of hours in each day. So therefore, by default, we are working with limited resources. So saying yes to something is, in fact, saying no to something else. And that is one of the things that helped me the most and tends to help my customers the most is when you sort of shift this mindset to, you know, and I, it sounds bad, this sort of scarcity, finite resource mindset. But when it comes to your time, that's a really important thing to value because it is finite. And so choosing and realizing if I say yes to an extra hour of work, I may be saying no to dinner with my family. Or if I say yes to happy hour with my coworkers, I'm saying no to a workout. So it's sort of making those choices and realizing that everything is in fact a trade-off. Mm, that's really good. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people um, in the moment, we forget that, right? Because you're just making the decision for right now and you're not thinking about what the ramifications or the thing that you might be missing out on is. And so really recognizing, okay, what am I going to prioritize? And we all have different seasons of life, right? And so if you're a new mom, like that season might be that you're spending a whole bunch of time with this little one, or maybe you're in retirement and now you're spending time, you know, doing something different, or you're in the middle of your career and you're building something or you're creating something or you're in a project, right? And kind of recognizing that in those different phases, we're going to have different things that we're focused on, right? Of course. And the thing is plans change. If 2020 taught us anything it's that plans change <laughs> so but it's always better to adjust a plan than have no plan at all so I'm a huge believer that when we take the time to plan then you know that in the moment thing you just talked about where we may miss out that's less likely to happen when you have sort of this predetermined intention for your day you know it's one thing to hope things will will pan out a certain way. It's another thing to plan for them to pan out a certain way. And I just think that's really the difference between hoping for a good life and having a good life is planning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. One of the things that comes up with so many of us is distractions. So As how would you, how would you help our listeners deal with the distractions that are just bombarding us each and every day? Okay. Yes. Great question. So there's going to be two things I'm going to share here. And at least one of them is not going to be popular. 
So the first thing I'll mention is one of my favorite tools. It's called the Eisenhower Urgency Matrix. It's also referred to as the Time Management Matrix. And it has these four quadrants that that position things that are important and urgent. And it just kind of gives you some context and perspective about the things in your life that maybe are urgent, but not important. And it's a really phenomenal tool for everyone to just sort of check out. And it gives you a little bit of perspective and it helps you sort of gain confidence and clarity when you're dealing with interruptions. So the second thing is I'm a huge believer in reducing the distractions and interruptions in our life. So I strongly advocate for most people to reduce, if not fully stop, a lot of push notifications on our devices. So I'm not anti-tech, but I'm very pro-paper. And so a lot of the way I teach people to plan is on simple paper with pencil. And I encourage people don't get text message notifications all the time. Don't get pushes from different apps. Try not to have things popping up on your calendar and your email all the time. There's so many different settings we can work with that help reduce, at the very least, the digital distractions that are coming up. And then there's a lot of you know bits and pieces and things we could talk about in terms of interpersonal distractions. But just those two things, the Eisenhower matrix and reducing the notifications on your phone or computer, those two alone will be a dramatic difference for most people. Isn't that beautiful? And that that Eisenhower matrix or that time management matrix is amazing. As soon as you get it, my friends that are listening, you could take a post-it and you could start to put your tasks that you do into the different. I'm a nerd. I, I uh, love this. I love <laughs> I that actually, too. I had our team do it um, in our in one of the companies that I own. And just to see, okay, where are we spending our time? What yes. do we get rid of? How are we, how are we doing this? And so really recognizing what, you know, what is really productive, what what can we do and what do we need to get rid of or we need to to reduce. Um, but that's good also, leadership on your part, by the way. Yeah. To well, help people get that perspective. I, I did it for myself and it was so helpful in helping me control my time and recognize that I could, that I wanted to be able to empower the people on our team to do the same, right? Because if yeah. we understanding, okay, this is the thing that's really going to get me the result that I want to see. And this isn't, but I'm spending all my time in the, in the area that isn't getting me the result. And I wonder why I'm frustrated. Well, okay. So we need to flip-flop things. And so that's why, you know, that's why I'm so passionate about learning from people like you, because I feel like we all have different takes on that. And then the reduced distractions. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> I do this all the time. I mean, my friends go into your settings and turn off all of the notifications. I teach my, my kids to do this, my husband to do this. It's distracting. And have you ever been with somebody who has their phone pinging every single oh, gosh. <laughs> or their, or their watch or what? I, I mean, it's just, right. yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm not saying don't participate in digital things, go on social media, you know, check out the ESPN app, do all those things, but do those on your time when you are choosing to not letting your devices control your days. Absolutely. I think that's really, really important. I'm sure you have different things that you've done in your life to launch to the next level. Could you share a couple with us? Oh, I love this question, especially because one of those is really timely. So I'm going to start with the one that is the most timely and the most new. Um, I was really feeling stagnant in my life as a, as a business owner. I mostly work with myself. I have some interns on occasion, but I'm kind of just a one-man band. So sometimes that can get really exhausting and it's hard to keep personal and professional development. So I saw this being an issue. You know, there's networking events and groups and things like that, but I knew that wasn't really what I needed. So I actually connected with another female business owner in my area who I have a lot of respect for. And I said, let's 
let's like level up together. Like I want you to push me. And so we kind of decided together to do an event that is a little bit outside of our normal book of business, but something that that ties into both of our brands and speaks to both of our passions. But what's great is it's forcing both of us to get outside of our comfort zone. And she has a great skill set that matches mine and vice versa. So it's sort of like this forced launching out because I I chose to partner with someone who I saw had the skills and the the traits that I felt like I really needed and was really lacking. Mm -hmm. And it's been tremendous so far. That's awesome. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, we have our launch leadership conference. And I remember the first year we did that, uh, walking into the conference room and renting it and having one speaker, it was me. And having one person coming, oh, yep, me again. And I think every single time that you do those things, you learn so much about yourself. And it's, it's not always easy in the beginning, but then after it, when you're able to make that impact, there's something so magical that happens. So congratulations. That's really, really cool. Thank you. Thank you. And do you have anything else you want to share? Yeah. So um, other things that I try really hard to do um, as far as sort of how do I sort of launch myself uh, to the next level is I believe in um, our habits. So, you know, minimum 40%, maximum 70% of what we do each day is a habit. And so I try to pay attention to that and think about are the habits that I'm doing adding value to my life? Or are they taking away from my life? And I try to make sure that I'm incorporating good habits. And so um, there's a phenomenal book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And that's where I learned this concept of habit stacking. So I really try hard to sort of habit stack some things, especially in my morning routine and make sure every day I'm starting my life with good habits that will get me to the places I'm trying to go versus just sort of meandering into the day without goals and without purpose. And I find that something so simple as just setting a good morning routine and sticking to it and developing good habits at the start of the day have been tremendous in my life. Ooh, that's so good. Yeah. Habits. So what's the one thing that you think makes you the most powerful um, in your morning routine? Um, like coffee is probably not the right answer. (laughs) Yes, that would be my answer too. Probably all of our launch listeners think the same. (laughs) Right. Outside of coffee, I would actually say that I am a a woman of of strong faith. And so I just believe that there is maybe almost dying will do that to you. But I just feel like there is a stronger, bigger power than me. And so the very first thing I do every day with my coffee is I read a morning devotional and I sort of say, hey, universe, what do I need to do? What do I need to know? My ears are open. My eyes are open. And I just sort of take in that message, which might sound a little bit woo-woo versus very tactical, but that is so powerful because it just, again, it gives me that perspective. It gets my roots in the right place and it helps me to move forward with the perspective I need to not stress about the small things. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really, really powerful. Uh, What's your favorite book? Oh, probably Essentialism by Greg McEwen. That's such a good book. It's definitely my favorite. Followed closely by Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Tell me about that one. Yeah, so that one is not so much like a business personal development book, but it's uh, really about, uh, it's got this beautiful storyline of architects back in like the 20s. Um, But then sort of the deeper meaning is the importance of self and who you are and knowing who you are and sticking to it. It's a really phenomenal book. I read it in college and it's never left my mind. Really? Isn't that awesome? I love how books can, can stay in your mind, right? And they can guide 
what you do and how you think. And um, they're beautiful. I love, love that. Yeah. Our Uh, nonconformists out there will love it. What else do you want to share about time management or life? What else is on your heart? I love that question. (laughs) So I think a lot of times people get one of two things that they need to make a change in their life. And I believe that change boils down to to two pieces of this recipe. I think you need um, a desire to make a change. So you need sort of the the inspiration. But then I think you also need the tools and the tactics and the the implementation. And so I think a lot of times when we go to conferences or when we hear a podcast or when we read a book, sometimes we get half of that. Maybe it's the inspiration. That person lives a great life. I want to mirror that. Or maybe we get the implementation. These are four steps to, you know, whatever you're trying to do. But I think it's really key for us to mirror and marry those together. And I think for people to realize in terms of time management, you can live your life better. You can be productive while still being present in your life. That is not a a false belief. That is a real lifestyle. And then I think the other important part is once you believe that that's possible, then seek out those tools that work with your personality, that work with your profession and and get those tactical steps towards doing it. It's kind of a long answer, but I guess I, I just really want people to believe that you can do it and then find those pieces, get that inspiration and find that implementation tactical is just as important as motivation. Absolutely. That's so true. And I love how you said it, that it's the inspiration and the implementation, because a lot of times we'll stay stuck in one or the other. And then we'll wonder why we're like spinning our wheels or we're not getting the results we want when you need to have both of those in order to make a change happen in your life. Yeah, that's amazing. I thank you so much, Samantha, for just sharing from your heart, for sharing your expertise and for helping us really understand the importance of time management. How do people get a hold of you? There's two ways that work really well. Um, OrigamiDay.com is the website. My business is called Origami Day um, or My Origami Day on all the social media. Yes. Check it out. She has amazing. Tell them a little bit about what you have on your website because I was checking it out and I absolutely love it. Yeah. So in a nutshell, um, people can download a free weekly planning sheet. They can start that Friday planning habit. There's tools for people who maybe there's a blog post. There's definitely one on the Eisenhower matrix. And then I also help individuals or companies when it comes to sort of team training and how do we as a group manage ourselves better to be present while still being productive. Ah, so good. And the great thing about time management is you feel so much better and you feel more in control, don't you? I mean, it's yeah. easier to be happy and more positive when you have a plan of what will oh. happen. And, you know, as soon as we can do that, I think there's just amazing results. So thank yes. you, Samantha, for the work that you do. I know you're changing people's lives and helping them feel more in control of their lives. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, to all of our listeners, thanks so much for joining me today. If you have somebody in your life or perhaps you that have a time management issue or you want to just learn and grow, make sure you reach out to Samantha and find out more. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Launch Podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com. Oh,